This is a podcast from the Business Times. In the proverbial fight between savings versus investing, I dare say there will be no winner because the right choice would depend on your current financial situation. Saving is for preserving your money and investing is for growing it. I'm a risk-averse investor and I like certainty, so I'm obviously in the savings camp, but I'm probably not going to be able to grow my wealth in any significant way. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money-managing and wealth-growing journey. I'm Howie Lim. And helping us answer the savings versus investing question today, and hopefully giving us more wealth-growing tips as well, is Carl Franks, the Chief Operating Officer of Hugo Save, and Christopher Tan, Founder and CEO of Provident. So we might as well get right to it. Gun to your head, which is better? Savings or investing? Well, it's a difficult question because I really cannot say which is better because both are necessary for different purposes, for different portions of your money and at different times. If you can't save, you cannot invest. And that is why it's important to encourage someone who is a spender to first become a saver and then become an investor. In terms of different portions of your money, there must be a portion of your money where you need liquidity such as your emergency fund. And this portion of your money should not be invested, but saved up in fixed deposits or things like Singapore saving bonds. But, you know, if you are having funds that you are using to accumulate towards a life event goal like retirement and you want to beat inflation, then this portion of money should be invested for the long term and not to be saved in a saving account. So that's why I can't say which is better because it's really for different purposes. Great. So Christopher Tan from Provident is not on my side. What about Carl Franks from Hugo Save? Well, look, first thing, it's not a competition. They are different, but they're also complementary to each other. Saving is the bedrock of financial stability. Essentially, you save for something specific like healthcare, a home or a car, or to build up your reserves for that rainy day. Whilst investing is a way to grow your wealth for longer term goals, such as retirement or a legacy for your family. Investing is putting money aside into an asset with the expectation of earning returns over time. It's a good way to make your money productive and protect it from the eroding effects of inflation. Gee, thanks for the support, guys. If investing was simpler, I'd do it. Sure, we've heard it all before. Dollar cost averaging, the power of compounding, making your money work for you. But you have to know this and that, be cautious, don't time the market, don't chase past performance, don't stock pick if you're a novice, and so on. Why can't investing just be simple? Well, actually, investing is simple, but it's not easy. Now, what do I mean? Now, it is not difficult to create a globally diversified portfolio via securities through things such as exchange-traded funds, ETFs, or index funds, and start investing. But what needs to be done after investing, I think it's a lot more difficult. You need to do things such as check the instruments that you have been investing in to make sure that it performs according to expectation. You need to check the assumptions of how you created your portfolio before investing and to see whether they are still relevant or not as the time goes by. There is also the need to have the discipline to rebalance your portfolio to reflect your need, ability, and willingness to take risks. You know, there's also the need to have the discipline to keep investing and stay invested through the downs of the markets, which is really tough. 
that's why people say that investing can't be simple. But I think it's which part of investing we are talking about. If it's just you know creating a portfolio and investing into it, I don't think it's difficult. But it's the after investing that makes it harder. Okay, that makes more sense. Simple but not easy, Chris says. Maybe Carl from Hugo Say feels the same way. Well, look, investing is simple, but there are plenty of complex products out there. But do not be put off by these. Find a product you understand and start with that. Investing is simple and it is easy if you build good habits and you start with a simple asset. It's very hard to monitor the markets, looking every second to find the right time to invest. It is about time in the market, not timing the market. Have long-term investments in mind. Invest bit by bit and do it often. Start early and enjoy the power of that compounding asset. Now, gold is a unique asset. It's rare and virtually indestructible. And it's a low-risk investment that's simple to understand. So, example, in 1970, a three-bedroom HDB would cost around 15,000 Singapore dollars. Today, that HDB would cost around 300,000. It's a 19 times jump. If we look at gold, one ounce of gold in 1970 was around $38. Today, one ounce of gold costs $1,918. That's a 48 times jump. So if you had invested your 15000 in gold in 1970, it would now be worth 740000 So the difference there in terms of compound interest of an investment against a simple appreciating asset. Now, I'm not saying don't find a place to live, but I'm comparing that a simple asset to understand is a good way to start your investment portfolio. Hmm. But there's got to be more to it than that, right? Many may not have spare cash lying around to invest, thanks to mortgages, bills, student loans even. Shouldn't we pay those debts off first? There is good debt and bad debt. You can have productive debt and unproductive debt, and you can have appreciating debt and depreciating debt. Productive debt would be what I would see as a sensible loan, potentially a student loan to get you through your studies to give you greater earning potential later on, or a business loan. Unproductive will be these amalgamated debt loans and credit cards. We all know the horrors of credit cards. Build that transparency into your monthly spend and have that discipline. If you want to keep a credit card, know what it is you're going to spend and make sure you have enough to pay off at the end of the month to avoid the interest payments. Or you can switch to a debit card. We allow roundups where along with your spend, that loose change will also help you invest in gold. There are ways to overcome that. In terms of the appreciating debt, generally speaking, that is your mortgage loan because your house will appreciate over the long term, a business loan because it's about generating success for your business, for your operational goals. Depreciating would be a car loan, for example. And paying off debt as soon as possible, that is what you should be aiming for. But remember, paying off a mortgage early is a very good thing. Paying off a business loan and potentially jeopardizing the objectives that you set out in your business strategy, that's a dangerous thing to do. Still to come, let's see if I can squeeze more wealth building hacks out of Christopher Tan from Provident and Carl Franks from Hugo Save. More in a moment. The Business Times podcast team brings you Lens on Singapore, a monthly podcast which looks at the impact of global developments, changes in society and government policies. Many of the issues are not unique to Singapore but part of a wider phenomenon that will affect us and the region we live in. Hosted by Claressa Montero and Howie Lim, 
Lens on Singapore is proudly developed and presented by BT Podcasts. And now, back to Money Hacks from the Business Times. So far, we've got savings and investing being equally important. Investing is simple, and there are some debts which are good. Money Hacks is also about us managing our money and growing our wealth, may I remind you. Here's Christopher Tan from Provident. A lot of us don't realize that when you invest, the purpose is not to make you rich. The purpose of investing is to help you stay rich by beating inflation. To become rich, you need to focus on earning a good income and keeping your expenses low to have a good surplus. It's simple, not rocket science. But I'm not sure how many of us really focus on that regularly because, I mean, if you want to earn a good income, to have a higher probability of earning a good income, you got to make sure that you are doing what you can be best at and be the best when you do what you are best at because you can be best at something and when you go into that job, you don't do your best. And we always got to keep ourselves relevant. And if you are able to keep yourself relevant, you don't have to worry about losing your job, your income will go up. And the other thing that is difficult to do is about keeping your expenses low. And how to do that is by spending below your means and not just within your means. Spending within your means means if you earn $1, you spend $1. That's within your means. But you're not saving anything. By spending below your means, what I mean really is that you you earn that $1, you can spend $1, but you choose not to live that lifestyle of that $1. You can drive a big car, you choose not to drive a big car. You can stay in a huge house, but you choose to keep your life simple so that you have surplus. I think if you are able to do that, then we would be able to build good wealth. There must be some form of sacrifices. That is just not a good word. Sacrifices. I mean, I get the whole delayed gratification thing and having a long-term view to shore up the future, but some of us really require the latest computer with a processing chip that goes at the speed of light. Really. The first thing is give your saving and investment a purpose. Note down what it is you want over the short and medium term and decide the best way to approach that. For your short-term wants, you can practice the habit of setting aside a fixed amount each month by setting up monthly schedules. So you'll reach your goal on time and to the right amount, and it sets that discipline. But again, have the discipline to challenge yourself and say, do I need one of that specification? What is it in terms of the functionality I need? And for your longer-term needs, you should also start investing some of those savings in a relatively low-risk asset portfolio. So for example, you could buy your all-singing, all-dancing new computer, or you could buy a cheaper model with the functionality you need rather than the functionality in comparison to your peers, and save and invest the rest. A second hack here is build discipline into your spending. You know, I never buy anything I can't afford. I use a debit card, not a credit card. But I understand people like credit cards. They like the points that come with it. But again, bring that into your monthly plan of what you want to spend so that you have the money at the end of the month to pay it off in full and avoid the interest payments. But I'm not a great believer of you know, sacrificing everything today so that you can enjoy in the future. I mean, some people call it delayed gratification. I believe that some sort of delayed gratification is important, but we shouldn't live life only 10 years later because life begins today. So it's all about balancing. 
right? I need to put down the non-negotiables, the life goals that I want to live today, the things that I need to do today, and some things, you know, how we, we need to do today. I mean, like taking care of our parents, loving our parents, because one day, 10 years later, they might not be around. I need to spend money with my children now, building memories, making memories while they are still young. I can't say that, you know, I delay everything until 10, 20 years later to do that because by then they've all grown up and they might not even want to go for a holiday with us. So I think we need to look at our surpluses and say, no, now I need to allocate a part of money to living life today, doing things that are meaningful. I cannot delay until the future. I may not be around even in the future, but not everything. I still need to set aside some money for the future just in case life is kind to us, then we have a sum of money to take care of ourselves. Ah, so balance is the word of the day. It's all about figuring out where you are, where you want to go, and how you want to get there. Here's Carl Franks from Hugo Save. And this is the key to saving and investing. It is not rocket science, but what it is, is many simple things working together to increase your money and reduce, essentially, the money going out. If you track your spend... I'm absolutely hooked on this, and it was my wife that got me into it to start with. Domestic finance is a tough ask on anyone these days, and it does cause a little bit of tension short term, but it's been fantastic. And we track the spend each month as the salary comes in. We know the plan, and we track the actual, and we build discipline into our spending. Anything that's left over, we save and invest. It's an interesting fact that came out uh, recently that over 70% of those that do track spending don't usually overspend. And to help you on your way, Excel has some really good free templates to get you started. If you can't afford something for one month, save up for it. You know, no one's really said anything yet about how we can't be Jon Snow's and know nothing. This is predominantly around starting in a simple manner. Investments can be simple. Find something you understand. But more importantly, what we're talking about here is your individual responsibility to gain more knowledge. And there it is. Sir, yes, sir due diligence and the like. You'll see a lot in the media around financial literacy. This is our own responsibility to gain a greater understanding of what is available to us. Once you understand that, you can build in confidence, starting in a safe asset, saving little and often, but in time, grow that confidence, grow the understanding to diversified portfolios. Curate blogs and podcasts to help people with their financial literacy, but there's plenty of media available and build your knowledge up over time. Please do not rush. I use an example you know, of myself here. To give you an example, when I was put under pressure by my uh, lovely wife to start investing, I wasn't you know, interested in the stocks or you know, stock picking, which can be a dangerous thing if you don't know what you're doing. And I shocked her by investing in wine. Oh no, this is for investment. And it's about knowing the wine, learning more, and building that knowledge up over time to invest in the right things. I drink wine, but I wouldn't dare drink the, uh, the ones I've invested in. <laughs> and that's about financial discipline. Carl Franks, the Chief Operating Officer of Hugo Save, and Christopher Tan, founder and CEO of Provident. So there's no panacea to wealth accumulation and an early retirement, I guess. And still no definitive answer to the question of which is better, savings or investing. But really, does there need to be? Join us next time when we talk about active investing versus passive investing and which will get you to financial independence. This has been Money Hacks. From The Business Times, I'm Howie Lim. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.